Tuned in to Bradford. This is BCB 106.6. Hi, my name is Heather and um, welcome to Movie Madness. Today I have two guests, Mohsin and Finn. Hello. Hi, guys. So today we wanted to talk about how um, people are portrayed and um, depicted in films today. And I think Mohsin wants to start off that topic. But before that, we're going to listen to Out of Control by 50 Cent. And then we'll get started on that topic. So yeah, you guys okay with that? Yep. Yep. And we're back. So uh, um, speaking, so the issue today with... Um, so we're going to th- talk about the issue of depiction and how different races are portrayed in films. So, for example, when um, Martin Scorsese released Goodfellas, there was a big issue with um, the Italians how, because they thought that they were being misrepresented yeah. in the film. And also, I think in Lawrence of Arabia, when that came out, like in the 60s, there were, um, it was banned in like Saudi Arabia and Turkey and stuff before the... I think the the director went there. I forgot David Lean. He went to Saudi Arabia and showed them the movie. Then they realized themselves that it was um, it wasn't offensive. So then they put it in, they put it out in all the cinemas. Right. So yeah. So like, what do you think we should say about that today? Finn, would you want to go first or <coughs> no? Nah. Right. Okay. Uh, going back to the news, talking about um, the Martin Scorsese thing. He's obviously, of course, an Italian American himself. So, and at that time in America, they were they're quite a minority, and as you probably know, mm. the Italians were mainly based around in New York. And he grew up in Queens himself, which is the ghetto life, and so obviously he grew up understanding how they lived their life, which made it a masterpiece, really, the movie, because he really brought his experience from either seeing or being involved in, and manifesting it into the visuals. So that's what made Goodfellas what it was, and... You know, so he he gave the heart into it. Innit? Yeah, he definitely put the heart and soul as the director should, anyways, as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the backlash was mainly obviously, obviously, as you said, that it was from the Italian Americans that thought, you know, we've we're here and as a minority, um, you know, we don't want to be depicted as these violent gangbangers and the people that are just you know walk around lunatics because we're actually hardworking people. Yeah, nine to five that we'd like to call them. And uh, we believe this is just a false depiction and we don't want people frowning upon us just because of what you made. And I think personally that um, Scorsese was nailed down to the ground with this, but it was worse because he's an actual Italian-American himself and it was supposed to be seen as he should be representing the uh, Italian-American community as something positive rather than, you know, presenting them as this vulgar group and it's just hot-headed group, yeah? Yeah. So that's what it was, yeah. So, like... What do you think? <laughs> what do you have to say about that? What he just said. I ain't got much to say, honestly. I'm not really clued up on the whole uh, American Italian yeah. culture, really, and I'm not really a massive. I mean, neither am I. But I guess if you take it, like, imagine if you were just a small community amongst loads, and then yeah. you know there's this blockbuster movie and goes out, and everybody takes it as gospel truth, which is what people do, which is what consumers and viewers tend to do to be honest with you they just see things and they be like wow okay because it's got a name to it it must mean something and, you know you tell a lie once and, and tell it twice tell it three times it actually become believable at the end of it to be fair and he did he only when he made goodfellas he basically when he showed that group of people italians and then he only showed them as gangsters he yeah. didn't show them as mm-hmm. anything else he didn't show like the normal people or like the working class ones or like the teachers or whatever he just showed the gangsters and it had a massive effect at the time because i've heard like after a movie came out 
people would like all try to do like Italian accents and shit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've heard as well. To pretend, to pretend to be gangsters, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because of, that's just like the cultural impact movies have. Yeah, I suppose still to this day, often I've heard a lot of references in terms of just New York in general. Like, yeah. Like regardless of gangster, whatever. Yeah. Like the American Italian culture is often joke. Sort of jokes about you know the whole coffee like yeah joke can I have a coffee yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah things yeah, like that yeah. and that comes from uh, a lot of it comes from Joe Pesky's accent in the uh, yeah in the film yeah yeah I, I, but I can definitely see an understanding from someone who is from who is from that culture yeah but obviously not like affiliated with gangs mm-hmm. you know f- things that are like often referenced in Goodfellas I mean you see there's a fine line in that as a director I mean it must mm. be really hard for Scorsese himself. Like, you know, maybe he just had this, he must he had this genius idea of, you know, I want to blow it out and kick it out of the park with this one, yeah. you know, putting this down from my experience or what I know, but then having to think on the flip side, it's a double-edged sword, you know, where it's going to have an impact on my community. But, like, for example, I was reading up and they were saying um, there was people that there was so much um, violence and God that they couldn't take it initially, especially the Italian-Americans, the way they were depicted. They'd walk out of the cinemas and... They just go apeshit at uh, Scorsese and there'd be articles and stuff just talking about that. So I don't know how he must have dealt with it and how he took it, but I guess it's a piece of art, isn't it? I feel like that, yeah. that happens all the time when something new comes out, though, isn't it? Yeah. When you try to break through with a new genre, so people, they don't automatically just start accepting it. It's just like a big ruckus at the start, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I definitely like, feel, feel audiences as well need to realise that he's only just focusing on that yeah. element as well. Like that, He isn't saying that everyone in this culture... Is like that. Yeah. Like that isn't what he's saying. That's the audience taking like what they are seeing yeah. and interpreting that for themselves. Yeah. In a way. So like, yeah, he is focusing on the gangs, the violence, mm-hmm. but people also need to know that he, you know, he isn't doing this well. That anyone's aware, he isn't doing that on purpose to sort of not idolize, but sort of like close in that culture yeah. and make people think that that is the only thing that's going on. Audiences need to realize. That it is that there is more to life than that, like because they are being very closed off about it. Thinking I would it's... personally agree, yeah. Mm. And you know, you're not, it's not always a win-win situation, is it? No, I mean, no. he couldn't have just put this gangster movie out with this with these mm. characteristics and then had on the flip side, or oh, there's a good guy, good Italian. It just wouldn't. The yeah. energy has to be distributed or dispersed in certain yeah. areas. It can't just be thrown off everywhere. Yeah. At the end, be... yeah. At the end of the day, it is a piece. Of, it is a piece of art. You yeah. Know, it is a film. It isn't. Like, I, I don't know if it's based off true events or whatever, but... It, yeah, it was based off a book. I guess some bits are fabricated ever so slightly, but... It, yeah, but what I'm saying is it is a film. It is mostly fiction. Yeah. yeah. People need to understand that, you know what I it's mean? It's actually quite it's factual because a lot of it is based off a real No, no, but it, but it isn't a non-fiction piece of work. It isn't yeah. like a documentary like Attenborough or something. Yeah. It is... A document- piece of fiction. People who make documentaries, they have a much bigger responsibility than mm, people yeah. who make movies. Yeah, because they've got to tell facts. Yeah, and their like their aim isn't to entertain. <coughs> Sorry. Their aim is to like um inform, inform and like educate instead of entertain. And there's this thing I heard. Somebody was having an argument like this, and they were saying, once a filmmaker puts it out there, it's not his anymore. It's the audience's to interpret, mm. no matter what he meant. Yeah. What they take is what they take. You can't go to every cinema and say, No, this is what I meant. I can see that, but then what he portrayed was what meaning what was meaningful to him, so it is still his. It is his yeah, because his name's on it. Yeah. He it's not even it, just that. It. it was his your name can't be on it, but your your initial idea, everything, your concept, that's, that's all yours, all that's come spiraled from your head. So you can't really run away from in my opinion, you can't really run away from the monster you've created, if that makes sense. You yeah. But I think it goes back to what you were saying, it's it's mainly based on perception and what you perceive from it. Mm. I can see, I think, the non-Italian-American 
probably perceived it as some there was must have been a big split that some probably perceived it as you know you know the radical ones not, not even necessarily radical the naive ones yeah. were probably like oh they're all like this and then the Italian Americans probably had a little, heard a bit of that like you know going on and they were probably just turned on Scorsese like you know how could he do that even if it's just one of them that's thinking that yeah. we don't come here with all this intention we come here as a working class family to provide for our kids yeah. you know so they have a better life here than they do back home so that's that but yeah, I could see how they could get offended by that. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I could see it. It's like um, Caesar Khan, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the same thing. It's like that guy is not even a Pakistani. Himself, yeah. Yeah. So what was your thoughts on Caesar Khan today? Uh, I put, as a Pakistani myself. Yeah. Uh, British Pakistani, born here, born, raised here, proud British Pakistani. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's what must happen in these events for me. Um, there must be a true depiction. Of what they are and then if you want to branch off and make your own and you know like for example i'll just say if there was a documentary i think they should happen or something something based around what pakistanis actually are and what mm. they represent and then if you want to make jokes out of it or you want to make your yeah. own comedy side out of it at least give the people the options of viewing two different things at once and well, then i'd say there was a few it was a fair few years ago now but there was a documentary i think it was making bradford british mm-hmm. And I suppose that did touch on the sort of differences in cultures. Like, yeah. And it, obviously, that's you know that is a piece of non-fiction, so that did touch on the realities more. Yeah. Well, for for me anyway, as mm-hmm. like a white British male, like I saw that as a lot more truthful. But like, yeah. how did you take that? I mean, I because because of that, that was quite a while ago, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was about yeah. what, several years ago. Now I can't was really. Was that the one with that woman? Yeah. I'm sure it with was, that woman. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was yeah. definitely there was one major figure in there that was a female. Yeah. I know who you're talking about, but seeing as it's quite a while ago, and I might have to revisit it. I have watched it. I might have to revisit it. So I'm not knowledgeable enough, or I want. I don't have the prerequisites to speak about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Obviously, yeah. but that's just uh, personally how I feel because I can kind of sympathize with what we were not to backtrack too much. What we were talking about with the Italian Americans. Yeah. That, you know, it's not fair because the way I was taught and raised was to grow up and respect all people and, you know, respect culture as well. And I think mm. things like Citizen Khan, like, for example, when the... I, I didn't watch it after this. I just watched this one little segment and I thought, mm, fuck this, I'm off. Yeah. Can I swear? No. Okay, That's sorry about that. <laughs> Scrap this. I'm not going um, uh, to watch this again. My bad. But um, <clears throat> the, on about that segment, it was where the main character himself is praying or his wife is praying. And he... What does that mean? Make Bradford British or Citizen Khan? Citizen Khan, sorry. Let me just make that that specific. But uh, he'd do some... I don't want to say it to give him the satisfaction of me saying it, but he did something that's quite rude and he shouldn't really do Mm. whilst praying especially. And after that, it was a big like, ah, I can't watch this. It creates a negative image in it because like people who don't have the knowledge, like they haven't grown up Muslim. They Mm. don't know in it. Like other people who are outside it or like younger kids. Or Pakistani in in general. Yeah, they wouldn't understand. Yeah, so if they see that from the outside and that's different to Goodfellas, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's 100% different because that's not giving the, like it's not showing like something that, that's like even in Goodfellas they're made to look respectable. Yeah, you know what I mean, even though they're doing like bad stuff. I agree. They at least they're given the respect. One of the major themes in that movie is respect, money, power, respect, and all that stuff. Isn't and I feel it? like there could be an argument against the respect aspect because he's making a comedy show and it's not action, a thriller, and stuff. But even if it's comedy, at least like show respect. Like yeah, it's I not mean, hard to do. They both don't necessarily it. have to do that because it is an art at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But 
there has to be, I think from, there has to be not even a polarizing figure, but a figure from the Pakistani culture, I think this is where we've gone wrong, that speaks up appropriately about these certain issues and how we're being depicted. I don't think there's anyone that's really standing up and saying anything. Yeah. But, um... Or the people who are, it's too quiet, in it? I mean, look, as they say, opinions are like assholes. Uh, everyone's going to have one, so you can't really, you know, you can't really have a win-win. But, you know, I... What, what do you think about that, Finn? What do you think about the uh, the whole culture difference? <laughs> and obviously, us two, me, Heather, Pakistani, what do you see if there's any uh, similarities or differences or any blatant things that you see that we don't or whatever? I don't know. You can elaborate if you want. Well, I don't know. I suppose in Citizen Khan, it is, it is like a huge caricature, yeah. if you will, of like cultures. Like, it's not, as you say, it's not like a realistic depiction. Yeah. And again... It comes down to the audiences needing to understand, like, uh, being educated. Because if that's all they're getting, like, if that's the only information they're getting about, like, that culture yeah. and that life, and that's misleading, that can, like, it can lead to confusion. It can lead to even sort of More eventually, hate. yeah, discriminate. Because you're already behaviors. here against this this type of, uh, like, um, community, in it? Mm. Yeah. So it's not helping that. It just builds a, it builds a big... Like a little fandom or whatever you want to call it or a little group of people that are just attacking attacking and that's not good because the cultural impact is that also if you know if a mother sees this of two kids she's gonna tell her two kids and then they're gonna tell their friends in school and it's just it just becomes some something that it doesn't have to be and not to go too much into my history or anything but i went to a catholic school myself and i've had a lot of people come up to me and ask me certain questions which i'm more than happy to answer but it can be quite intimidating for others because I, for myself, I'm, I'm quite a talkative person. And I, I, I don't mind discussion, discussing, uh, <laughs> discussing <laughs> issues with people, or not even issues, just talking. And you yeah. know, if we have a dispute or if we have a, you know, whatever, we, I just like a discussion. And you know, it could be quite daunting or it could be quite intimidating for other Pakistani males. Mm. Or, you know, that I ask these questions. Maybe they might have the knowledge, but they don't have the bravery or they don't have the, the mouth or the words to get it out there yeah. and you know when another person sees that that person can't do that it just makes it more of a point to them that you know they all like this you haven't even got an answer for it yeah so i do think it not to you know go off on a different tangent but i do think that's a major thing as well from my personal experience yeah i don't think we can't really blame Caesar khan itself because yeah. it's not the first they're like bora and ali g and stuff like that yeah. but it's it's all different stuff like but i feel like Caesar khan was more culturally impactful in oh, our 100%. area because there are so many people pretending to be Mr. Khan yeah <laughs> and for me it was different because I was jungling it when it came out I was like in year 7 mm. so it wasn't it didn't hit me straight away that they're taking like the mic but my dad was with me in it and he's like what are you watching yeah so, like he was with me then and he was thinking it was just like he didn't like it at all and at that time I was like why don't you like it so I would watch it on my own when he wasn't there mm-hmm. but then later on as I grew up as I got to like year 10 year 11 I was just thinking like it is, it is like what's it called disrespectful. It definitely mm. is, definitely is. At least from our standpoint. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what our cultural like impact type of thing was. Discussion. About, yeah. So yeah, so now we we'll listen to Post Malone's better now. Unless you have any other comments on this situation. Nah, I think I'm all finished up there. Yeah, I'm all. Fi- I could go all day, but yeah, I'm finished <laughs> with this debate. Yeah. So after this song, we're going to talk about. Um, recently, in the news, Spielberg has said that um, uh, he doesn't like Netflix. And he doesn't like that their films are getting Oscars too, so we're going to have a discussion about that after this song, which is Post Malone's Better Now. And we're back. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> so so now our topic's going to be Spielberg versus Netflix. 
So I was say, I was saying before like we were we did we were talking about this before and we were talking about whether you'd rather watch a movie in the cinemas or you'd rather watch it at home. Like mm-hmm. if you had the option, if a movie just came out new and you could watch it at home, you didn't have to go cinemas. Would you still go cinemas? It it depends on the film mm-hmm. that I'm wanting to watch because I do think cinemas do provide that extra immersive experience. Yeah. Like it sounds like the adverti- all the advertising rubbish, <laughs> but ge- like genuine for me. There are some f- films that I just much more enjoy in the cinemas than I do just watching on my telly at home. Yeah. But I suppose it's a different experience for everyone. Like, it's it's just something about going into a dark room, you know, getting loads of popcorn, like a big drink. I mean, it's expensive, but... It like, is expensive. Yeah, but, I mean, the prices are coming down for cinemas but in it's terms like of the tickets. One ticket would cost one month of Netflix, mm. basically. That's the insane thing about it, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. But, but then again, you are... An, if you're paying for Netflix, you are paying just for access for them films. When you're paying for the cinema, you're paying access for the film, which I will admit the film companies do take a huge chunk out of it, like more than they should. Mm-hmm. Of, well, that's why the cinemas have to charge such high prices for the suites. But like, you aren't you aren't just paying for access to a film. You're also paying for the screen, you know, the sound system, like everything that goes into it and it does depend on which cinema you're going into like there's some cinemas like i don't like i don't i don't want to like take out any cinemas like on here publicly but like there are some cinemas that are better than others and some that yeah. are quite disappointing there are especially in today's world because everything's evolving in it similar like they go into 4k projectors and like mm. reclining seats and every, they only catch up but some people go to some cinemas more than others so some cinemas have less money and but they still need to evolve so that's why some are getting left behind. For me, uh, personally, yeah, going back to the question you asked Finn, mm. would you rather um, watch a movie at home or would you rather go? I do agree cinema does provide a different type of experience. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the togetherness and all that stuff. But me, personally, um, the way I like to see it is if I could watch something in my comfort without going out my way, mm-hmm. I'd rather do that, and I, it's a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a lot more convenient. Yeah, for me not, at least, personally. It's like safer. It's a it's a place where you know you yeah. can eat what you want. Yeah. You can sit how you want. And but the thing is, you could go to cinemas with somebody you barely know. Yeah. You can't take somebody home you barely know. So. So cinemas are like used as a way to meet people as well. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mean, cinemas are more of a social experience, and obviously watching it at home. You take people to cinemas that you won't take to your house. Oh, definitely. Right, okay. But for me anyways, I wouldn't really go to cinemas to converse with anyone. I just go there to... Oh, yeah, well, no, you, you're there to watch the film, but it's not it's not about conversing with people. It's about enjoying it together. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The laughs of the audience, like a horror film, you know, like everyone's screaming at the same time. It is about that sort it's of... the audience kind of thing, isn't it? Like how yeah. is the audience reacting? Like It gives a different vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think of, like often it does kind of accentuate your emotions towards a film, you know? Because like, if you're watching, like, a, a film with, like, a sad ending at home, you probably won't cry, depending on what it is or like, how it relates to you. But if you're in a cinema full of, like, you know, like 20 other people crying... It sparks a different emotion, it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sparks a different emotion. You're gonna... It's a connection you feel with the audience as well, isn't it? It's like you could watch yeah. something that nobody else in your house likes, but everybody in there, you know, they're in for the ride with you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's the other thing, the other aspect of it is not everybody can afford a big TV. Not everybody can afford speakers. Yeah. You could go cinemas and pay seven quid and you get all of that for like two hours. Well, exactly. Like when I'm watching a film at home, I'm not watching it on some like 50 inch TV with like, 
you know, like surround sound. I <laughs> I am watching it either on my phone with like my rubbish headphones in, or on my TV, yeah. which is just a regular TV. It's, it's nothing special. It's it's not which like is understandable on both ways. Mm. But for me personally, I see where you guys are coming from and definitely where I guess millions of other people are coming from. Mm-hmm. But uh, I quite like to be in my own little comfort zone and, you know, because yeah. I... For me, watching a movie or watching whether it's a five-minute thing, whether it's a twenty-minute thing, two-hour thing, four-hour thing, I see it as a personal thing. Yeah. So, so I don't want my perception to be to be rained upon or anything to be touched. I just want it to be mine and mine only. Yeah. So I guess it does depend. Like you said, if it was a horror movie, I'd probably like to go watch it on a big screen. Yeah. But if it's any other anything other than that. I like to watch it in my own comfort and build my own mm. perception in my own head of it. There are some movies where you're watching a cinema and you're like, that could have been a TV movie. You know, like like most comedies. Yeah. Most comedies you can watch on your phone. Like you don't you don't need like a big screen, but like you yeah. know, like uh, like a Stanley Kubrick or like a Quentin Tarantino movie, like a huge like a movie that's got like loads of like production value, like a really expensive yeah. movie. And to really show off that production value. You couldn't w- see it on your phone; it wouldn't give you the same experience. You no, would be watching not. it, and you might not like it as much on your phone. Mm-hmm. But you definitely appreciate it more on a bigger screen. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you watch a movie on your phone, I'm st- like I guess what if I watch it on my phone and I don't like the movie, but what if you go cinemas and you will like it? Yeah. Mm. And then that's that's just like, I don't know. That's the, the argument that's going on now, isn't it? Well, no, that's the thing, like, because I, I, like, there's been times I've been to the cinema, yeah. watched a film there, enjoyed it so much isn't because it? of the experience, because of the sound, because of, like, the actual visuals, you know, you've got all that 4K, HDR, you know, like, surround sound. But there's, you know, I've gone back maybe, like, a year later, watched it at home, it's just, like... Boring. Meh. Yeah, meh. It's not as enjoyable. But then again, could that be argued for watching a new film because I've already seen it? Yeah, like, exactly. Say, Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Or the hype's gone after the year yeah. down of watching it, yeah. Exactly, because you like, see, like, f- the film I was on about was, uh, I think it was The Hobbit. Uh, the, I think it was The Second Hobbit. I mean, they're not great films, mm-hmm. but I definitely think the hype leading up towards it, like, when I was going to see it, because like, I was really excited to see it. So, like, and I went with my two best friends who were also really excited to see it. So that links again back to the audience. You know, everyone in there was excited to see this film. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I just watched it at home, like, when it came out on DVD with my friends, it would have been like, yeah, it's pretty good. But it's not as much as I would have enjoyed it with everyone else. What do you think? I I do agree, definitely. You know, when especially when there's... Because these things, um, you know, movies are there with a certain concept, and concept comes with sparking emotion from people. And, you know, movies and all these percep- perception-based things are from emotion, and your emotion was going into it, like, oh, look, me and the lads are... You know, where the hardcore wanted to watch this, and that brings a different energy out of you rather than yeah. just going watching something where there's no hype and you may be on your own. So I kind of understand where, definitely, I understand where you're coming from. But again, I know, I know, I sound like a little simpleton, but <laughs> I don't mind sitting back at home. I don't know, having a burger or something, pausing it whenever yeah. the time I take a bite. I, I like to watch it steadily at my own pace. But not to change the topic too much, but what is exactly Spielberg's? What is his exact point with saying, you know, Netflix movies or anything that's aired on there shouldn't be? Like the way he, the way he's saying it is, yeah. he's saying that like Netflix is, like movies are like higher than Netflix in yeah. a, in the tier. Like mm. he's saying Netflix movies shouldn't be allowed to get Oscars. They should be technically getting Emmys because he's saying Netflix is technically television, not film. So he's saying Netflix should be put in a t- TV category, even though Netflix is making movies like Bird Box and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like they're making their own original films, but he's saying nah, it's just it's still they should instead of being getting Oscars, they should be getting. Do you guys think that goes tracks back to the old school mentality of the way the the school of thought of the way they think or? 
Maybe I think so. I think it is because I think the magic is being taken away from actually going mm. to the cinema once a week or yeah. with the friends or with a couple of lads, your wife, whatever. Yeah. You think it's been taken away or anything? Or I don't know. I I really think you need to talk about like the definition of a film because like obvious like whether your opinions are not on like how it's produced, like you know whether it's higher produced or what. Yeah. Going on to a platform like Netflix, which is you know, mostly for TV, you have to think about what is defined, like, as a film. Like, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like, it, it is, like, a long, you know, one long story. Yeah. Or, like, several. For, like, ref- like minimum one, 100, or, like, one, like, 90 minutes, sorry. Right. Yeah. Like, minimum no, no, 90 no, minutes, yeah. you know, something longer than that. Like, you have to think about, like, where the line is drawn, if you will. I mean, that's really subjective, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, there's no real set criteria like, oh yeah, so it has to be this long, it has to be about this, mm. and if it is about this, it has to be like this. It, it, there's everything subjective, so obviously, of course, he's got a point, especially coming from the high regard he comes from. Yeah. So, but you know, my opinion, I kind of do think I'm not too educated on what we're exactly talking about, but from what I think is, I do think it goes back to the old school mentality and the old school of thought where it's like, no, stick to this, stick to our gun, stick to our way, so mm. it doesn't lose its magic. So yeah. whatever I'm doing, I think he's saying it from his own ben- beneficial standpoint. Because when you're making a movie, you will make 10 times more money than you make a Netflix mo- movie. Definitely. And if you're making a movie, it's under Netflix, and Netflix might be like, do this instead. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but at I the same time, Netflix is quite open, though, in yeah. terms of like, what they let on. Because okay. obviously it's a digital platform. But you don't know because Netflix is like it's owned by somebody. Mm. It's not like, like if you make a movie, you can take it to different production companies. Like if Warner Brothers don't like, you can go to MGM or whatever. Yeah. If they don't like it, you can go somewhere else. But Netflix is Netflix. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Where you can if Netflix, if every movie you watch is on Netflix, then where else would you put your movie? Mm. There's not many other outlets to, Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think that's the fear that Spielberg might have. Because he knows Netflix is taking over. Because the internet is the next generation, like you are saying. Mm-hmm. It's better to watch a movie at home. I mean, it is, you know, the streaming-based, that's completely taking over everything now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes to, you know, to musical artists and stuff like that. Like, for example, not to talk about them all the time, but <laughs> one of my favourite artists, A-, A Boogie with Hoodie, who's a rapper from... He's a rapper from New York, America. Um, he His album was number one in the country for yeah. two months. And... You won't believe the hard copies he sold. He only sold, I think, about 873 something I've read, or anything between 800 and 900, under 1,000. What year was it released in? Um, 2018, back in December something. Back yeah, in the December. That does make sense. And um, it's kind of insane that, you know, back in the day it had to be a mix, or not even back in the day, just a few years going back of it being digital and it being, you know, the hard copy sales. But yeah. I mean, it goes to, you know, the social effect. How many cars now that you buy? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, how many cars is it now that you buy have an actual DVD player? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all through Bluetooth and you connect that to your Spotify. And so I think, yeah, it is the digital era and I think these old things are going to get wiped out sooner or later. So I do kind of, yeah, I'm still sticking to my guns with the thought of it is an old school mentality. And and I suppose is. the way to think about it is how many, like, Mohsin, how many DVDs did you buy last year? Yeah. None. Well, how many hardcovers? Do any of us own any hardcovers? I'll be completely honest with you, none. No. I don't have any DVDs either. But I, like, I, I mean, we have DVDs, but obviously this is from, like... Ages ago. Y- yeah, this is oh, from, yeah. yeah, this is from years ago, like, when DVDs were the main way to watch things. Oh, I, have, yeah. I have bought, DVD, like, Blu-rays recently, mm. but that's because they've been, like, super cheap. And just so I could, like, because I'm obviously I love Marvel in it. Like, I just bought Marvel DVDs just so I could look at them. Like, I never put them in. Just the aesthetic of just it. Just so I could put it on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah it's more of a collector's item like in terms of like in terms of music as well yeah like in my lifetime i have only ever bought one hard copy of an album wow in my life like just one which one uh it was eden's vertigo have you got any and that, and that wasn't even on CD. I have, cassette. <laughs> I have one, but that was not gifted to me. But I can't. Yeah, it was kind of. Mm. And it's fifty cents. Get Richard I train. And even then, have I ever listened to it using that? What no. are you gonna put it in? Exactly. If you're going to college, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna use it for. Uh, I'm not gonna use it for anything. You know what I'm saying? So like you're gonna go to college. You go. You, you watch it. You listen to the songs. Yeah, you're not gonna take your Walkman with you, are you? <laughs> In it. You know, you get, you're listening to it on a bus. Yeah. You're not going to give the DSCD to a bus driver. <laughs> no, no, exactly. You can't, yeah. Sick this on. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, is, you know, he is saying that, but a lot of the other major figures, like, you know, in the music industry, I can only talk about, really. Mm. Like, uh, you know, A Boogie himself, J. Cole, and all these mainstream artists, and Drake. I mean, they're absolutely kicking it, smashing it out of the park because of the streaming sales and because, you know, everything's just moving forward. I don't think... Yeah. It's more, it's more clearer with the music industry than the film industry, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Like, but I think with time... It will. I think in time it will. Because, like, VR... If yeah. you can put your VR headset on and be in, on the, in the cinemas on the moon, why would you go Cineworld? I think that's... I think in terms of VR, that's not going to take off. I think it's going to be a bit of a flash in the pan like 3D right. was slash is. IMAX is great, but... Why do you believe that thing if you don't mind me... Uh, I, I just see it as a bit of a gimmick. I don't see it as something you can really enjoy. Like, I don't think there's ever been a 3D film mm-hmm. that I've watched that I haven't taken the glasses off halfway through to see what it looks yeah. like without. 3D is different, but what about VR? Why VR, you... I, d- I mean, everything's seen as a gimmick before it blows mm. up, doesn't it? If you know what I'm trying to no, say. Yeah. Everything's always seen that. Like, you know, when something new comes out, everybody's like mocking it. It's like, nah, that's. Mm. that's like, that's people were iPhones or gimmicks when they came out. Yeah, though. and now yeah, look what the biggest yeah, branding yeah. thing is in the world. I mean, everywhere you go, there's an Apple sign that's been bitten. And the know. thing was, VR, like, because it's so new, it's so expensive. And if it gets cheaper, we don't know how it's going to. Like, it could blow up if it was cheaper. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everything is, uh, you know, made out to be a gimmick or it's, it's just a, there to take Mick out of. But they do tend to be the ones that skyrocket, you know what I'm saying? But I guess I that only comes with time. I don't know. The, the way I see it is, it's similar to, it's similar to 3D. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. When it works, it works well. Yeah. But oftentimes, it doesn't work as well as people think it will. I yeah. guess only time will really because, be like, to tell for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I can't say for definite anything that's going to happen, but yeah. in my opinion, yeah. I think it's just going to be a bit of a flash in the pan. It's going to get bigger within the next five years mm-hmm. and then die down. I definitely think the best way, for me, the best way to watch a film yeah. Is in the cinema, bit you know, big screen, two D, no, no glasses, four K, no Dolby surround sound. That is the ultimate way to watch films, yeah. and I think a lot of people agree with that. Would agree, agree with that. that, yeah. But you think that's because you like have a special liking, like you're not a casual moviegoer, isn't it? No, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, I do understand that. Not everyone is sort of paying attention to the whole technical aspects of a, a cinema. You know, they'll just go. And it'll be the same everywhere for them. Yeah. So I suppose for me, as a bit of a cinema fan, I put my hand up for that. Yeah, and sort of enjoying like the technical side to it as well. Yeah. I do look for that more. Like I look for which cinema has the better screen, which cinema has the better sound, you know, and choose that rather than the one that's closest. You think if Netflix uploaded a movie the same time a movie comes out in cinemas, cinemas would still be in business? Oh, what is it? You need to put it into context. Is it bang on the same? The same day. 
Mm. Like midnight, come down both. Netflix, so you have I mean, to that choose. would fluctuate, wouldn't it? Because at midnight, obviously, Different digital countries. side is going to yeah. win. I mean, to be fair, though, Netflix don't put it anything. They don't often put it out at midnight. It's usually around. I mean, like, eight, years you know? from now. Years know? from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Years from now. Like, you, so you wake up and you're like, you have to decide, should I watch it at home or should I watch it at cinemas? Will cinemas win every time? Are we asking personally? Personally. I would definitely rather if I just woke up you put me into this mindset no, I just woke <laughs> up and I'm just lazy and it's a it's a Friday a long week of work or whatever I definitely for me personally I would way rather watch it on right. Netflix and we've got we've gone like we're over time we've got like three minutes left <laughs> so like we wrap it up with what, what's the, what are our final thoughts on this thoughts on this or everything we've spoken about on just on, on the Spielberg thing yeah I do think uh, again I've reiterated it um I do think we're falling into the digital era. Yeah. Way too quick. Not way too quick, but it's, you know, it's there. The pathway is too open. And uh, I think he's coming from the old school mindset that benefits him. So it doesn't take the magic away from the cinema itself. Yeah. In which he distributes his stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just think, you know, you know, love it or hate it. Like it. It's going to happen. Like it or dislike it. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. That's, yeah. I disagree with that. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. an, it's an inevitability, isn't it? It's just... Uh, it's just it's inevitable, but I don't want it to happen, though. Yeah. At the same time. I mean... I, I don't know. I just always think there will be a place for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are always going to be people like us. Like, if they say, if, if somebody says, oh, Indiana Jones is going to, like, they're going to re-release it in cinemas for a week, you'd go? Mm-hmm. to Just to watch it there, because it's a different experience to watching it. Yeah, that's what they're doing at Bradford IMAX at the moment, I think. They, they do sh- it, yeah. Yeah, they show an old uh, 70mm films. Yeah. So yeah, so that was Movie Madness today with Heather and Mohsin and Finn. Thank you for having me on, dude. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, no problem. (laughs) So yeah, enjoy your evenings everybody and we're going to listen to Fly Me To The Moon by Frank Sinatra. So yeah.